Thanks for checking out the New Hope Podcast. We believe this message will encourage you and transform you into who God is calling you to be. You are loved. Enjoy. I had a pastor growing up. He, uh, every time he preached, he'd cry. And I thought, why that cat always crying? And then I grew up a little bit and I get in church and I can't stop crying. Because when you're reminded of the goodness of the Lord, His grace, hmm, sufficient. Lord, we pray that you open our hearts today. Wow, to receive your word. As we talk about the helmet of salvation, I pray, Father, that as we talk about the physical brain, Lord, and the, and the mind, God, and how it correlates, Father, we pray that you'll change the way we think. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You have to bear with me because I will, uh, as I mentioned, I'll cry in a minute. Um, I call kids soft all day and then I, <laughs> I get on the stage and I cry. Um, but really, I'm reminded of a story. Um, many of you guys know my brother Grover. Uh, we grew up playing baseball. And Grover played... It's always good when you got an older brother that's better than you are in everything because you're humbled every day, <laughs> literally. Um, but Grover was playing farm league single-A ball with the Springfield Rifles, and um, I got a call one day and said, your brother's in the hospital. I said, in the hospital? What happened? He was at the plate and took a ninety mid-90s ball, boom, straight to the head. And... Knocked him out. I mean, he was knocked out cold for, I don't know, a minute, you know, 45 seconds, whatever it was. And as I thought about that story this week, I thought, man, you know, when we think about the, the that's a big dude right there. When we think about the, the Roman soldier, right, the helmet was, it was a metal helmet, as you see. But it, it, in study, it, it, it said that it was, it was padded with felt or with sponge, right, to, to really absorb the blow, right? I'm sure many of you seen the, uh, the Miles Garrett uh, deal a few weeks ago. Miles plays for the Cleveland Browns, I believe, and right after the play, he was on top of the quarterback of the, of the Steelers, and somehow he ripped his helmet off, and he did what no man should do with a helmet. But nevertheless, it, it kind of parallels with the way we live, right? We... We live life without our helmet on. In the game of football, of course, I'm going to talk about football. So most of my illustrations are football, so I apologize. I did wear my referee outfit, uh, Chris told me earlier. So I guess I'm, I'm dressed for the occasion. But in the game of football, uh, we do what we call walkthrough. Typically, it's the day before the game. We, we, we kind of, we come out. Typically, we only have a helmet on, and we just kind of go through the motions of the week, right? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we're in full gear. We're wide open, game plan, and then on Thursday, we just put it all together. 
We call that a walkthrough, right? It's not really a, an intense day. It's more a mental aspect of the game, but it's slow and it's quick. About four years ago, a couple years after I was here, I, we had a kid transfer in. And typically when someone transfers in, I'll call the coach where they're from. And I called the coach this day and he said, um, I said, coach, tell me about this kid. He said, coach, he'll hit you. I said, well, good. We need a cat like that. He said, no, he'll hit you. <laughs> I said, oh, wait a minute now. We call him Hitman. Yeah, and some of them guys remember Hitman. His name was Jamar. And, and Jamar, on walkthrough day, he was wide open. He didn't walk through. And you knew if Jamar was coming, you better be ready because he'll strike you. And that's really how the enemy is. When you're in your walkthrough mode, he'll strike you. And if you're not always alert, right, if you're not always on fire, and in those moments where the enemy comes, he'll strike you. And so many of us live life, right? We live life just kind of going through the motion. Going through the motion. There's a guy named uh, Miles McPherson. He's a, again, another football guy. He's a pastor out in San Diego. And Miles wrote a book called The Third Option. The third option. Really, it was, a, it was a book on racism in America. And this is a guy that's, wow, he's, he's Asian, he's black, he's Jamaican. He's, I mean, he's got all kind of things mixed up in him. And I can relate, right? And, and really, in the book, he talked about two, two perspectives. And, and then he offered a third, right? And the one perspective was the mindset of some people. And the other perspective was the mindset of others. And then he said, well... What about the mindset of Christ, right? And this ain't a political message today, but, but, but really what he explained was there's a, we're, we're, we're made of three parts, right? We're made of, of, of body, right? Flesh, that's our physical brain. He said we're made of, 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 of soul, right? That's the heart of hearts, my wife would say, right? Our, our will, our, our conscience. And then there's a third part, right? When we become believers, God's spirit, the scripture says, is, is, uh, takes up residence in us. Right? And there's kind of a battle, right? There's a battle between flesh and soul, our mind. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today, the battle in our mind, right? We live life without our helmet, which is the word. We live life without it. And then there's always a constant battle going on in our mind. In Romans 12, 1 and 2, it says, Therefore, I urge you. Now, for you King James folks, it says, beseech, right? It says, really, it's saying, I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, in view of his mercy, and if you pause there, it's, it's really saying, in light of all he's done for you. See, ultimately, we talk, we're talking about the blood of Jesus that, that covers us, that, that wipes all of our sins away. He's, Paul's saying, listen, I urge you because of what he's already done. L listen, John 3.16 says he gave. He's gave. He gave his only son for you, for you, right? He says... 
He says, therefore, I urge you, I'm, I'm, I'm old school Pentecostal. I apologize if I keep reading it over and over, but that's just, that's how I'm wired. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. It says, this is true and proper worship. And then verse 2 just takes a giant leap. He says, do not conform to the patterns of this world. If you walk in the weight room, right, right above the door. I put it right above the door because I wanted us to be reminded of it. Don't be conformed, be transformed. That's what it says above the door. Don't be conformed to the patterns of this world. See, here's reality. We all have patterns. Maybe our mama taught them to us. Maybe we've picked them up along, along the way. But we have patterns, right? I dare not call them sin patterns. And until we deal with those patterns, right, we're going to continue to struggle to give our lives, our bodies as a living sacrifice. He's saying, listen, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind, right? And see, Paul's really talking about a sanctification process. Right, I heard a guy give an illustration one time. He said, he said the first time you, you, you get saved, it's like, boom, you get dipped one time. Right, they call that baptism. And then they drown you, right? That's called life. Sanctification is a over and over of being washed in the blood, right? And every day we have to come to our senses on different issues in our life. And we'll talk about that in a minute. He goes on to say, then... You will be able to test and approve what God's will is for you. And that's really what that helmet is all about. What is God's will for you, for us? His, his good, his pleasing, his perfect will. Listen, God has a plan for your life. I don't care what you've learned over the years. I don't care what you have been taught. He's got a perfect plan for you. Here's a question. How do we renew our minds and remind ourselves of God's promises? How? When I've been told things over the years, over and over, the things that, the very things that are, that, that are in my mind are the things that are messing me up. Right? We've all heard it. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Biggest lie we'll ever hear. Right? Those words, really, wor those words will kill me. They'll crush me. Right? And in, in the patterns of my mind, right, I'm thinking through all the things that I've been told. And really, until salvation, until I'm rescued, until I'm delivered from that craziness, then that's my thought process. We hear people say, man, he, he must have lost his mind. Yeah, he did. Many people have lost their mind. They've lost their mind because they hadn't had a real encounter with Jesus Christ. Here's another question. How can we get our minds right, right? We used to say in football, get your mind right, right? It's, it's game time. Get, get your mind right. Like you can hit a button. You can't hit a button and get your mind right. It's a process, right? You don't, you don't fall off the deep end in one day. You don't go and cheat on your wife in one day. No, there's a process, 
right? You don't go in and, and murder somebody in one day. No, no, no. There's something that stirs up in your heart that causes you to go down that road. So in that same study, Miles talked about really declaring certain things, right? If, if, if there's an issue in my mind, then really there's an issue in the way I live. Right, and I think when, when, when a man has an issue with the way he lives, then until it's addressed, then he's going to continue to live that way. Right, I'm speaking from experience. Okay, and what Miles talked about was really, let's go and see what the Word says. Let's start declaring truth over our life. About six, eight months ago, as I was studying this, I started writing stuff down on the mirror, right? I got that from Tashana True. She writes, she writes chores on the mirrors. So I'm writing this stuff down on the mirror. My wife's like, listen, I can't even put my makeup on because I'm looking at all this stuff on the mirror. But, but really, it was, it, was, it was declarations. So I want to kind of go through these declarations, and, and I'm going to ask that you guys will repeat them back to me, really, to train ourselves to speak God's word to our own hearts, right? It was like, like Jesus on the, after, the, after, after that fast, right? It, the, the this is written. When the enemy comes, you better have something to say. Because if you don't, he's going to run through your mouth. Declarations of truth. Number one. It says, I am made in the image of God. Say it with me. I am made in the image of God. Listen, we need to be reminded of that. When people are calling your names, when, 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 when they're saying certain things about you, you need to be reminded of where you come from. I'm made in the image of God. In other, in other words, listen, there's some good in me. There's some good in you. Number two, say it with me. God has given me a sound mind, the mind of Christ. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. There's nothing like peace in your mind. <laughs> I can get some sleep at night. You with me? Number three, I denounce, say it with me, I denounce selfish and toxic thinking today. All the bull, I can say bull pastor, all the bull, right, that, 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 that people have said about you and to you, right? In this study, right, the study of the brain, it talked about how when, when negative things were said about you or, or even the things that you thought about that were negative, it sent toxics through your body, literally. Literally, you could get sick, physically sick. We call it stress, right? This study showed that in a day, we have 60, 50 to 60,000 thoughts. Can you imagine? 50 to 60,000 thoughts. Now, 80%, north of 80, are negative thoughts in our minds. Now, by the grace of God, we don't act on all them thoughts. But just imagine the cycle, the, the, the battle that's going on. Right? It's like the old cartoon with the little angel here and the little devil with the pitchfork, right, on that shoulder. It's literally a battle going on. Number four, 
Say it with me. I will take my thoughts captive and think like Christ today. Listen, Paul was talking to the church at Corinth. He said, listen, you better take it captive. Teach it to obey. You with me? Listen, that's, that's practice. <laughs> Alan Iverson, y'all remember that? That's practice. You got to practice that. Every day I'm going to take it captive. Right? Think like Christ today. That's really what we're talking about. Right? When, you, when, you, when you're talking about the armor of God, we're, we're really talking about putting on Jesus. That's what we're talking about. Just put on, if you don't remember all the, the faith, the, 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 the truth, the, the, the shoes, right? Pastor has some shoes up here, the gospel. All that right there. If you can't remember that, put on Jesus. That's what you do in the morning time. Number five. As my mind is renewed, say it with me, as my mind is renewed, my physical brain will be transformed. See, see, there's a, there's a battle in my mind and that transfers to my actions, right? My actions. If, if, if I tell my, my body to go to the right, then I'm going to go to the right. Y'all remember that's a step to the right? I ain't going to do that right now. All right, so, 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 so listen, I, when I tell my, when my mind tells my brain then I act. What's your mind telling your brain today? As my mind is renewed, my physical brain is transformed. So, so in the game of football today, right, I mean, it's, it's, it's changed, right? There's a, there's a flag every time you turn around because somebody hit the daggone quarterback. And I'm a defensive guy, and I want to hit the dude. And, and, and you almost got to tell people to slow down, right? Slow down, Coach Garrett, in football. Ain't that crazy? But really, they're trying to protect the dude's head. I mean, there's so many studies. I'm sure you guys seen the movie with Will Smith a few years ago with the, the effects of the brain long term. Right? And that's the physical aspect. But really, really, the, the, the mind, the soul, there's more battle going on there than it is in the physical. I don't care how many times you get knocked out or concussed or whatever they want to call it. So if we don't deal with, if we don't deal with the issue of, of walking around without a helmet on, right? We're in walkthrough mode. We ain't ready to play. We're in walkthrough mode. Until we deal with that, then our mind cannot be renewed. We all remember the story of the, the prodigal son, right? I'm going to call him the, the cat with no helmet. This cat literally lost his mind. I mean... I can't imagine walking up to my daddy right now and says, hey, empty your bank account. Give me, give me my, my fourth. There's four of us. Give me my fourth because I'm, I'm finna hit the road. That cat might knock me out. If you know my daddy, you understand. He had literally lost his mind, the disrespect to go and ask for his inheritance. That's unreal to me. Not only did he ask for it, he went and blew it. You say he squandered it. Oh boy, when it had a what the world calls a good time. And there's pleasure in a good time. He went and had a good time and all of a sudden, it says that, I mean, you can imagine, he's, he's chilling with, with hogs, right? He's chilling with hogs. He's eating slop. And it says he came to his senses. And that's really what what, what this message is about. Us coming to our senses in the way we think. In the way we act. 
He came to his, in other words, he came to his right mind. Like, man, oh, he's starting to smell himself. Like, I got to get up out of here. I got to get up out of here because here I am laying around with, and I can go home and, and be a, a, a servant and live better than this. And we walk around literally in bondage. <laughs> our, new, our new resource officer at the school, I love the dude. When he take them out, he put shackles on them. You with me? You're going to think about that walk. You're going to think about that walk. He walks by Coach Ballas' room. He's like, all right, get him. But, but, but here's reality, right? Many of us are walking around in shackles, struggling through life because of the way we think. So this dude, he didn't just come to his senses now because a lot of us will think, man, I need to, I need to read my Bible. I need, to, I need to quit hanging around them people that are feeding negativity to my mind. I need to, you fill in the blank. I need to, right? But we don't do nothing about it. We just keep, oh, I, I guess I'll be okay. No, 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 no. It says, oh boy, went home. He said, I'm going to the house. Some of us need to come to the house. Welcome home. Huh, you with me? Some of us need to come to the house. Right? In other words, we need to put thought to action. The, 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 the 60,000 thoughts, right? The 20,000 that are good, I need to lean on them. And get rid of the mother, the, the, the mother, uh, the mother 40. I don't know if my percentages are right, but you, you with me. Here's the best part of the story, right? It says that as he's coming, daddy, right? I can imagine daddy probably looked down the street every day. I, I know he's coming. Let me, let me see if he's coming. Right? 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 It's like, it's like in, in, in Genesis, it, it says that God was like, hey, hey, Adam, where are you? He knew where that cat was. He was trying to see where he was at. Where are you? Where are you? Where, where's the condition of your heart today? That's what he was asking him. Right? It says that, that he embraced him. Not only did he run to embrace him, he said, cover him up, put a robe on him. Right? That's the blood of Jesus. God said, listen, I want to cover you up. I want to cover you up. He put a, put a ring on his finger, Pastor. I'm, I should have worn my state championship ring today. He put a ring on his finger. Right? A pinky ring. There's something about being covered, being protected. And, and see, really, really, mentally, mental protection, only the Lord can do that. See, see, old boy, old girl, they can provide a, a temporary protection, security, whatever you want to call it. But only the Lord can protect us. The second point is really dealing with the, the battle, Right? And that's really what this, this, serm, this, this, this series is all about. The battle, right? The, the, the fight for life. And listen, if you ain't going to fight for your own life, then who in the world going to fight for it? And Ephesians 6, you know, there's a... Paul's talking to the church. That's who he's talking to. He's talking to Christian people, Right? The holy folks. That's who he's talking to. He's saying, listen, you better, you, better, you better start strapping up and getting ready. 
You better start strapping up and get ready. Because listen, there's an enemy that want to take you out. In the game of football, right, when you, when you, <laughs> we were down, we were down in Moorhaven. And uh, I hate long trips because you got to, you know, they get the bags ready. And we get down there and this cat come to me and say, Coach, I forgot my cleats. <laughs> I said, come on, man, what do you mean you forgot your cleats? In our mind, if, if I'm not prepared in my mind, it ain't ready for battle. This cat wasn't ready. Now, he's 15, 14, 15 years old. I get it. But that's kind of how some of us believers are. We're still babies. I've been saved for 30 years. We're still babies. That scripture up. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord. Listen, our strength can only come from him. You can, you can rely on human strength if you want to. Right? That's a good-looking dude right there. And I can imagine them Roman soldiers walking around. I mean, them cats probably look good in uniform. And there ain't nothing like a dude in uniform. You with me? But, but, but here's reality, right? Human strength alone, right? Not by, by might, Scripture says. Not by power, but by your spirit. See, there's a different strength when, when God comes alone. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor. Listen, don't get half-dressed. Cat run out to the field. He done got dressed. Man, I forgot my helmet. <laughs> what you mean? You can't play the game without your helmet. But that's what we do. See, we, we, we're, we're in the game, but we ain't in the game. I'm a, I'm a believer, but man, I ain't, I ain't really living it out. When the situations of life come, listen, I ain't prepared. I ain't prepared, right? I got, I got people around me that don't know the truth, but I ain't willing to share the gospel with them. I ain't, really to, I ain't willing to share the love of Jesus with them. Because I'm walking around without my helmet. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes, right? Standing on God's word. You're going to talk about that next week. We got to be able to stand on truth. There's a story in Genesis chapter 4, and I love the illustration. Old Cain having a, a battle in his mind, right? And, 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 and you can imagine these two dudes, they were probably some good looking dudes, right? And God accepts one and the other. He's like, listen, you got to get it right, bro. So he comes to him and he says, why has your countenance fallen? Why you, why you look like that? That's what my dad would have said. Son, what's wrong with you? He said, if you, if you do good, won't you be lifted up? He said, but if you do not, if you choose to do wrong, he say, sin's at the door, knocking. And see, for all of us, sin's at the door, knocking. It's a choice. He said, listen, <laughs> it desires to take you out, but you must master it. There's no clear illustration. Because as, as, as the enemy comes in, if you're not prepared, huh, I'm going to just peep through the door to see who it is. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's going to bust it down. 
You with me? If you give them a foothold, you're in trouble. And it's unbelievable to me how there's a savior, there's a, there's a king of the world that's saying, listen, listen, I love you. Listen, I'll take all that away. All you got to do is trust me. And when I think about salvation, right, there's a, there's a Webster definition, right? It's, it's, it's simply to, to deliver and to rescue. So there's a battle in our mind and, and, and God's saying, listen, I want to rescue from that, from that, from that thought or, or, or those thoughts. I want to rescue you from that. I want to deliver you from the darkness, from the bondage that you're in. And I got news for you. We're, we're, in, a, we're in a dark world. And until we start dealing with some of these issues personally, then there ain't no way we can go and shine a light to a dark world. There's no way. The biblical definition of salvation, I wrote here, it says, deliverance from the power and the penalty of sin. See, when you're talking about salvation, you got to deal with the issue, right? Scripture says that all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory, every single one of us. In other words, we need a Savior. We need to be rescued. And if we don't deal with that, that, wow, that foolishness in our heart, then there, there's no rescue. There's no rescue. Ephesians 2 and 8 says, for it is by grace you have been saved. See, salvation comes by grace. That's God's grace. It's free. It's yours. I mean, he's extending it out toward you. See, most of this message is really for the believer, but, but this is a part of the message, really. God's saying, listen, you've been, you've been playing for a long time. I know all about playing. Listen, you know how to clap. You know how to get your hands up. That's all good. The emotion is good, but what about when the emotion dies? When camp's over, right? Y'all heard that before. When camp's over, right? When the experience is over, then what? What are you going to rely upon? He said, for, this is Paul talking, he said, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. That's yours. You got to activate that part. Not by work so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork. Listen, created in his image. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Which God prepared in advance for us to do. See, although good works do not save a person. They are the result of, of salvation. As I accept God's grace, then I should I should, I, should, I should show that, that, that by the way I live. That grace, as I accept that grace, I got to walk it out. I got to go and do something about it. In other words, you shouldn't, when, when, when you accept Jesus, you shouldn't look the same. You shouldn't sound the same. You shouldn't, you shouldn't walk the same. There should be a difference. And if you're still the same, right, 
from, from, from yesterday, from, from a year ago, from, from 10 years. If you're still the same, there's a problem. You need to ask yourself, am, am I really, have I given my heart to Jesus? Have I really given it to him? You know, we like to do, we, we, we partial people. <laughs> you know, I, my workout, boy, if, if, if it's, say, a 30-minute, my wife like to do them little Jillian Michaels. Anybody ever heard of that lady? That lady wear me out. I'll cheat in a minute on the Jillian Michaels video. See, we'll give partial, but it takes effort. It takes, it takes a different mindset to say, man, I'm going at this thing wholeheartedly. Every part of me. The last point is, is really simple. Right? In, in, in this walk, it's really a, it's a, it's a surrender thing. Right? I surrender all. <laughs> I heard Tony Evans say, all means all, and that's all. <laughs> right? All. Not partial. You know, when I, was a, when I was a kid, I grew up in old Pentecostal church, and listen, we got saved every week. It's the only way we're going to be able to get out of church. <laughs> right? Altar call last hour and a half. Like, I get saved. But really, it was one of those You know, T-Rex hands. When, when I, I was in Kansas City this week and I was talking to this cat that was 10, 15 years in the military. He, he lives in Colorado Springs, big army base out there. And he says the army base kind of cuts across the mountain. And he said, if you're, if you're hiking through the mountain and you cross a certain line, say it's a bunch of red dots on you. <laughs> he said, you better get your hands up. And a, and a true sign of surrender. Listen, there ain't no shame in and, 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 and true surrender, right? When you, when you worry about what the people around you are doing, then again, you need, to, you need to check yourself. So the fourth point is really get your hands up, right? It, it, Romans 10, he says, if you confess, right? He's given the choice. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. If, if. Well, some of you are saying, man, I've, I, I, I've done that. Well, Paul was talking to the church right here. Right? Uh, uh, 1 John 1 and 9 says, it says, if you confess, he's faithful. He's, he's faithful. All have sinned, right? <laughs> All keep sinning. If you're being real. And he's saying, listen, I'll forgive you. I'll cleanse you. I'll cleanse you from all unrighteousness, it says. He goes on to say, uh, verse 10, it says, for with the heart, one believes and is justified, right? There's a, there's a righteousness that comes from Jesus that only he can give you. Holy. <laughs> there's no one like you. My man was singing up here earlier. God is holy. Man is not. God is good. Listen, regardless of what you think, you are not. Our righteousness can only come through him. And with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. See, salvation comes through, there's a, there's a verbal declaration, and then stumps, something starts going on on the inside. And then we begin to live it out. So, the challenge today, my man's already here. Chris told me before I got up here, he said, boy, you know you're long-winded. Appreciate that, uh, that heads up. And Deuteronomy, 
30, he says, choose life. He, 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 he says, choose life or death. Then he says, listen, choose life. <laughs> choose life. And that's what I'm asking you today. Listen, listen, choose life. God has more for you than you can even imagine. And the things that are going on in your mind right now, he's saying, listen, I want to free you from them. I want to free you from the, from the foolishness you've been told from the things you've learned over the years. For the wages of sin is death. Death. When, 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 when you're dead, right? When, when Adam died that day, I ain't talking about a physical death now. I'm talking about spiritually. When you're dead, man, it's a struggle. It's, it's, it's literally a battle. Oh, man. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. But the gift, right? The free gift that God gives you, that, that salvation gift, the free gift it says is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. It's free. It's yours. It's yours. So as we stand today, I'm going to leave you with this one thought. Many of you have given your life to Jesus. Some never have. Listen, this thought is simple. It says we are saved by God's grace. Listen, when we turn from our sin and put our trust in Jesus Christ alone for salvation. Listen, you ain't got no hand in that. So maybe you're standing there today and you've never given your life to Jesus. Listen, we don't need a hand. We don't need eyes. You know who you are. Maybe you've given it to them and, and there's still battles in your mind that, wow, I'm still struggling. It's easy to, 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 to point, right, click, and go to a dis, distant con country in your mind. It's easy. It's easy. And God's saying, listen, I can free you from every battle. You just got to put on Jesus. You got to put him on. So, Lord, as we pray today, I pray for every, every mind, Lord, every, every heart, God, that you'll meet them where they're at. Lord, if they've never received you, I pray, Father, that right now, God, that they'll give their life to you, putting their trust in you alone for salvation. Lord, and that they'll follow up at the fresh start desk and begin a, a journey side by side with another believer. Lord, I pray for those that given their life to you years ago, Lord. That today they'll come to their senses in whatever aspect. And they'll say, Lord, I want to be renewed. I want to be completely transformed. And live a life in victory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank y'all.